slightly different question now. So do you think that a CEO expects that when they hire a CISO that they won't ever get breached? Do you I, don't, think, I, don't, I don't think anyone can reasonably expect that. Because hmm. I think they do. I think some, I, I think sometimes they, because they I'm, don't get it. They, I'm impressed they think that. I'm <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I think sometimes the CEO says, oh, we've had a massive, you know, the C, C, CEO says, look, we've had a massive breach. I mean, ultimately, it's their responsibility as CEO, I'm very, right? I'm, I'm very curious yeah. what happens to these CISOs after they have breaches. Yeah, um, this is what I mean. This is, I think that's my point, really. I think most of them keep their jobs. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's funny. The turnover on CISOs is tremendous. It's like yeah. 17 months is the average. Yeah. Like, how the hell did you get have time to find out <laughs> how the organization works, who does what, structure information that? security around it, and, and then actually put it in place with the controls and documentation, the culture, the relationships? There's no way. No There's way. no way. A lot, a lot of the stuff, if you want to get to the root causes of them, you got legacy stuff and you need to get into the roadmap. It's going to take you three to five years yeah. to get that done. There's no way you can do that in 18 months. Because I think some CEOs sometimes view the CISO as, well, look, if I had a CFO and he screwed up my accounts, if he screwed yeah. up my financials, he'd be out the door quick as you yeah, like. It's just not that, you know. Like, but I don't know whether a lot of CEOs recognize the difference between that. That, that you know, there is, yeah. you know, it's if I hire someone to surround my building to make sure no one gets in, if someone's got in, my, my physical, you know, those security guards on the door, they've yeah. not done their job. And I don't know whether CEOs yeah, it's difficult. Understand, I, I, I understand it's completely different. Yeah, but. exactly. Because it's it's uh, on my way over here this morning. There was an old yeah. lady parked on the side of the road, parked, no yeah. lights on, yeah. and I'm growing my. She just decides to pull out full speed, do a U-turn. Yeah. As you just can't anticipate can't some things. That's, that's, that's you, know, exactly. you can be you can be prepared for them. Yeah. Um, you, and you can, and, and this is where I, I do think a lot of CISOs make excuses like yeah. it's inevitable. You will get breached. Whatever. Not so sure, because you can, you know. So you don't. It's more like planning for a boxing match. You don't know. You don't know what's yeah, really happening. <laughs> we can do a lot more than we're doing because that yeah. really bothers me about the industry. Is like mm. you're gonna get breached. I was like, can we at least try? Yeah. You know, let, let's at least try. Yeah. And that one, as long as you're not the slowest <laughs> one, you, you know, yeah. it's almost defeatist. Isn't as it? long as you're not the slowest one, the bear's not going to get you. He's going <laughs> to stop at the guy behind you, and that's usually yeah. how how it works. But we're, again, we're not doing the basics, and we're just blaming. And that's why so many of these tools are yeah. are reactive in nature. And I, I like you know, again, here you are discovering what's actually going on, mm. so that you can do something proactive about right. it. Whereas. I don't see, you know, my LinkedIn feed is flooded with vendor stuff all day long. And it's all, you know, how to deal with your breach, how to prepare for your breach, uh, how to mitigate your breach, how to recover from your breach. It's all reactive stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, detecting, not necessarily breach, but, you know, a lot of stuff about detecting, you know, assume they're already in this and that. But no one's telling me how to harden my systems or patch them effectively. Mm. Uh, maybe do that first. So I, I do think that we can do probably like tenfold more on the prevention front mm. uh, to where it's not a walk in the park for every 14-year-old to just walk into your organization. Uh, and I think we're actually getting distracted by a lot of the, the vendors out there yeah. from the basics. And w- one thing That's I've actually told security organizations is take your funding down to zero. No new initiatives, no new purchases. Right. It's like, well, what are we going to do? Well, you're going to review what you have in place, and you're going to find a bunch of stuff and with really cheap fixes. Uh, WannaCry, not pet yeah, most damaging uh, security or what, what do you want to call it? Mm. Cyber mm. incidents, ransomware. 
uh, in history, tens of billions of dollars. I exploited SMB version one. I was replaced in 2006. Yeah. Why haven't you turned it off yet? Yeah. You know, same thing for uh, newer ones now, PowerShell. Update your PowerShell. Mm. But we're not telling people to do that because that's one GPO command mm. and you're done and you're immune. Yeah. No, we'd rather sell you three million in product. We, we, we've talked a lot about CSOs and about what's important, but you know, what, what does it really boil down to? What does it really, what? I, I think, you know, you want to get the most bang for buck. You want security value. You want to provide assurance with fixed resources and, and fixed budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that comes down to doing the basics right. But, and this is where we fail. You know, we're, we're looking for all these band-aids, really advanced tech solution. Because we're failing to do the basics. I mean, the box is ticked, but we're still missing little bits in here. There's, there's cracks between silos, and it, it boils down to visibility. Okay. You have to know, you know, in the case of, of data, you have to know where your data is. You know, earlier I said we have to, um, you have to engage the people on the ground to know what they're actually doing. What, what are the tools they're using? What are the business processes and, and this and that? And, but as far as when it comes to data, the stuff you're actually protecting, you have to know where it is. And we were talking about uh, Marriott, and you you can tell how bad things were by the information. I mean, we didn't get much information out of Marriott. We don't know what happened, but we know that they had a breach. You know, it took them ages. First of all, they had an acquisition, and you know they had an (coughs) M&A audit. They didn't find anything because they didn't look into the details. Uh, And then they had a breach, and they didn't detect it. Why? You know, you, you, these are not companies that don't have an InfoSec department. They spent tens of millions on InfoSec in this time period. I'm certain of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, they didn't look in the details and they missed little things. And from the data that was coming out of there, you could tell how much of a mess it was. I'm, I'm assuming here, sorry, Maria, but um, you know, I remember at some point, you know, it was X amount of records and it got revised up and then down and then up. Well, that, that to me tells us like, well, <laughs> They had data in, in many different places and they weren't sure which one of that was that. And then why was that? And then you had passport records, X amount of records, and all of a sudden it was Y amount of records, but this many encrypted and this many in the clear. Like, why are you storing the same data in multiple places in different formats? It's a mess. They clearly didn't know what it was because, I mean, the merger happened four years earlier. You would have homogenized and integrated your infrastructure by then. Having siloed security is obviously one of the things that seems like that created the risk there, maybe. I mean, they, they may have one solution in different parts of the business yeah. and did different things, you think? Because you don't really know. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say. Mm. But I doubt, I mean, if I like to build, you know, I talk a lot about all the, the leadership and the soft stuff, but I also like to have a lot of visibility. We're back down to visibility mm. and, and create a really prescriptive program based on what's going on. Mm. That approach should have caught what was on there and it should have integrated, you know, hey, this is how we do security. This is our how we look at things, how we assess things, evaluate things, build right. things. So this is what really matters. It, These are the things that we need to secure. This yeah. is and how we're gonna handle that. Exactly, data. and with, with that acquisition, those things should have been aligned with mm. the business and with their security program. Well, again, mm. it's too reactive and, and stuff gets lost. People lose track of stuff. Ericsson's a great example of, mm. of losing track of stuff. Forgot about a certificate, security certificate. Yeah. Hundred bit. What was it? hundred million fines. Yeah, crazy for a certificate. Just because you don't know where your data is, you don't know where things are, mm-hmm. and you don't have you know holistically thought out processes structuring mm-hmm. things in a certain way. It's mm-hmm. 
you know, it's all thrown together and, and it's it's not a cohesive whole. And the first thing you need to do to resolve that issue is have visibility. You have to yeah. know where the stuff is. Understanding where it is, understanding yeah. who's got access to it, understanding what people are doing with it. I mean, yeah. that, this map, this is fundamental stuff, right? Yeah, and that's why I, I like the product because it's, again, it is fundamental. Mm. It, it goes to beyond data. It's, you know, mm. alignment with your business processes, yeah. who does what, how, with what tools, and this and that. Yeah. The exact same stuff applies sure. to the data because they're, they're doing things that probably at some point involve data. So the, yeah. the data follows that same path. Sure. So you yeah. need to know where it is. Yeah, and, and as one part of the plan, <laughs> yeah. there are many different things that you <laughs> need to do. Running on secure patch yeah. systems with hey, people it. that know what they're doing yeah. and are yeah. engaged there, upstream. There and is no single security plan or security strategy or magic no. bullet that's just going to make all I, the pain I think go there right. is a there you know an approach. You can yeah. do an approach, uh, and that, that's one thing I, I I struggle with because people want you know, what's the solution. I'm like, I, I don't have a solution because every situation is different. But you you can have an approach where you gain the visibility, you assess what's the best way of doing it. But you, you can't even begin that until you have the visibility. You deal a lot with um, helping CISOs get value uh, and helping CISOs understand you know what really matters. And you must get approached by a lot of vendors. What is it that do you think vendors are adding value to the role of the CSA? General answer: No. <laughs> and why? Why? Um, because it's a it's a sales yeah. ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know it's the why would you sell a vaccine when you make a lot of money building hospitals? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, there are generally some good ones out there, mm-hmm. and there are many that um, I think a lot of them just care about the money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there are ones that are, you know, a lot of security companies, 70% of their spending is on marketing. And these are, you know, we say they're marketing companies with a tech product. Um, And some of them have a genuinely good technical product, uh, but it's it's lost in the noise. And they're trying to sell you, you know, something that, you know, you get a hundred piece puzzle that addresses this part here. Yeah. But they're selling it to you in a fee- with fear in a completely different way. But it creates it, the completely the wrong dynamic of the relationship. Exactly. Because you end not, up not just the, but also yeah. you know management that receives yeah. these these signals from what is infosec. Because ninety percent of the perception of infosec, and even as security professionals, you know, our infosec awareness of what it's about, uh, education comes from vendors, uh-huh. and it's just not true. Wow. You know, that's not. I wouldn't have thought that that's the best place to start. Because all, all the stats <laughs> that we use and justify, and, and the acronyms, and oh, this yeah. is how you structure an infosec organization or a, a framework, and yeah. you need these technologies. That's just vendors telling us that stuff. Yeah. Of course, it's yeah. So like, take a step back, and do yeah. we really need this? This exactly. is why I've. Like, you know, when I was young, it was like, it would be the coolest thing in the world to work for an actual security company. Yeah. Now, I don't want to work for security companies. I want to work for the companies that need to secure themselves. And nine times out of 10, I tell the vendor to buzz off. Because this is not, yeah, you solve a problem. But why, why do I, why would I even have that problem? If I have that problem, it's because I didn't address something else further up. I'd rather do that because it just makes more sense to me. 